Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, welcome to a new season of Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. France withdrew its ambassador to the United States after we made a deal with Great Britain, which gave Australia nuclear powered submarines. Pissing off France might be the only thing Biden can do that would make Trump supporters happy. <laughs> Short of actually dying in office. <laughs> a Monsignor who denied Joe Biden communion was found to be using gay dating apps. Biden just wanted a post-transubstantiation body of Christ, whereas the Monsignor wanted the actual body of another dude. Someone who planted a bomb at a Democratic Party office in California said he was doing so for his, quote, own entertainment. Indeed, the rest of us would have found it entertaining if he blew himself up while he was building the thing. Barry Manilow's performance in New York City was stopped by the rain and wind caused by the remnants of Tropical Storm Henri. Just for that, Henri may have become my new favorite storm. Ron Jeremy was charged with more than 30 counts of sexual assault. I read at one point he wanted to be a stand-up comedian. 
If he gets off, he will likely go on tour with Bill Cosby. It's a shame it didn't happen earlier. I would have loved to have seen those two perform at Andrew Cuomo's retirement party. The Cleveland Indians baseball team will change their name next year to the Cleveland Guardians, named after the Guardians of Traffic, the statues on top of bridges that look out for drivers. It makes sense, as I've traveled through Ohio, and the urge to want to drive off of one of those bridges is strong. (laughs) A new craze that occurred over the summer was the milk crate challenge. We had that when I started stand-up. It was what we called trying to stay on the makeshift stage during an open mic. A man in Dayton, Ohio, was arrested after he allegedly tried to have sex with a van. You know what they say. If this van's a rockin', he's put his cock in. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And now on with the show. Please join me in welcoming Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, and Gina Brown. Hey. Hello. Hey. Hey. Abby, Gino, welcome back. I can only clap with one hand. <laughs> oh, welcome back, guys. Uh, how was your summer? Gina, go ahead. Tell us about your adventures. Did I have adventures? I don't even remember. <laughs> you know, stuff. I don't know. I don't, I, I, nothing particular. Just, um, I think uh, maybe a little bit of comedy and a little piece of acting and, you know, lots of parenting. And a meeting at the White House, I think. Oh, right. That. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I keep forgetting me and Kay. Um, yeah, so I... Vice uh, President Kamala Harris. Yes. That we would know be. You want to bring that up. <laughs> right. I forgot that I, was, I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, I did meet with um, <laughs> um, Madam Vice President. Um, I'm an, an election judge. So she met with a few of us and wanted to get our opinions and ideas on uh, voting rights and thoughts on how we could impact change. So um, yeah, I met at the White House and that was really fruitful. So I'm excited to see if she takes any of my personal advice and <laughs> I'm pro- I, I think I'm not the only one who is like in the filibuster, filibuster, filibuster. <laughs> so I tried, you know, um, to relay a message or two, but we'll see. Yeah. But did you think to interview her for the Tom Myers podcast? I mean, I'm sure. Like, why wouldn't she? She's my girl now. <laughs> I think she wants to be president someday. So although <laughs> I imagine this podcast was a great stepping stone. <laughs> get that oh, you think this is the thing that they play in the other commercials? <laughs> she, she saw fit to appear on this podcast with this man. Is she fit to be president? <laughs> yeah, good times. Abby, how about yourself? Not nearly um, as exciting as Gina's summer, uh, but I got very into gardening. I got a community garden plot, grew a lot of stuff. I don't know. Still baking bread. Really not that interesting. Really pretty boring stuff. Pretty basic stuff. Would you grow, Abby? I had one fantastic uh, tomato plant and one fantastic pepper plant that produced lots and lots of stuff. Um, now I'm on to cold winter crops. I've got some arugula in and spinach and lettuce. So really, I'm learning a lot. Lots of YouTube videos. Um, I started whole composting for anybody who wants to make a dirty joke about that. Yeah, you just dump all your kitchen scraps into the hole when you rip a plant out and Apparently in six months, it kind of makes compost. 
Does it make rats as well? Or so I buried it pretty deep. That's a good, good question okay. because this is Baltimore City. Um, so yeah, I haven't had any problems. I've done a couple holes already and okay. I haven't had any uh I haven't woken up to any digging. So yeah, uh -huh. hopefully. Your holes are full and nothing interesting oh, going in. God. I got a dirty hole garden. <laughs> got it. Right. Only in Baltimore City. <laughs> Jeff, how about yourself? I'm, try I'm trying to not to, to comment on uh, the last uh, the last uh, discussion uh, the uh, with uh, Abby digging into certain things. I, I'm trying to avoid that. I'll, you'll, you'll You're already me. getting approval from HR for it. Yeah. <laughs> By HR, I mean me. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's like an ethics review at the uh, former guy's White House. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's good to see everybody again. Th congratulations on season two, Tom. Uh, please draw me a welcoming tonight's guest, Mike Wally Walter. Yay! Oh, thank you for having me, Tom. So uh, how's everything been on, uh, on your end? I know the topic we were going to discuss tonight is uh, COVID, the vaccine, things reopening. And I know that uh, prior to lockdown, you did a lot of, uh, you did a lot of traveling. You're uh, very busy. Um, is that starting to pick back up a little bit now? It's picking back up, but last year was not a good year. Besides, I lost a leg. I don't know if you knew that. So they just took a toe about three weeks ago on, on the good foot. Because if they took a toe on the bad foot, it wouldn't matter. But they took a toe on the good foot. And uh, they just keep whittling away at me. Pretty soon it's going to be me and a couple of stumps. Oh. In the continuing fight against COVID-19, we are constantly coming up with new ways to detect the disease. Located in Florida, one of the COVID hotspots in this country, the Miami Heat basketball team is using this innovative way to keep their fans safe. We looked at really innovative solutions. There was breathalyzer tests, and we also came across the dogs. The dogs were deployed at an airport in Finland and Dubai. Local governments in Mexico and Chile are using them. And so we saw that they're as effective as a PCR test, yet infinitely faster. Detection dogs are very common. Obviously, when you go to airports, you typically see them sniffing out for weapons, sniffing out for drugs. But now the fact that they can start sniffing COVID is actually something remarkable. So what is it exactly that they are sniffing? Is it the protein of COVID or is it the sweat? So when somebody has active coronavirus, their odor profile changes. They sweat out coronavirus. And that's what the dogs are trained to sniff on. How many dogs are there? We're gonna have four dog teams to start. We're really excited to have fans back in a safe way. And the experience will be pretty much the same. So imagine you normally walk up to the metal detectors. There'll be one step before that where you stand in line, put your hands down by your side, and the dog will walk past you. It's as simple as that. Okay, what happens if you have COVID? If the dog detects on you, they will sit down next to you. It's a very gentle signal. And they tell the professional handler, hey, this person might have COVID. We'll then ask that person to step out of the line along with their group and we'll give them a full refund. I am a dog owner and I know that sometimes dogs can be a little finicky. How do you know that it's actually accurate that the dog can smell the odor of COVID? So these are professional working dogs trained from day one to detect active coronavirus. I want to train those dogs to detect whether or not, say, someone is an anti-vaxxer by not only having them just sit down next to them, but lifting their leg up and peeing on them. 
That stuff only happens in Florida. (laughs) What's interesting there is that the Miami arena is so safe, but the rest of Florida is is so (laughs) not. Right. Also, how much of a drag would it be if like they used to be the drug sniffing dogs? So not only do you not get to go into a sporting event because some dog says you have COVID, but they also narc on you because you're carrying a little bit of weed on you. Well, right. And what if it is that you have the weed, but not COVID? What's the signal? Like which paw goes up for COVID versus drugs? Like how would they know? The dog sits on the left side of you. Okay. Right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. One bark for weed, two barks for COVID. Right. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Or a growl. The United States has the lowest vaccination rate of any Western industrialized country. Conversely, if we were a third world country, our vaccination rate would kick ass among our peers. The vaccination figures may have something to do with these sentiments expressed by attendees of a Donald Trump rally this past summer. No, not getting that vaccine. No, 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 no. Then vaccines are not good, huh? Are you vaccinated? No. But I have a lot of hydrochloroquine and zinc at my house. So have you got your vaccine shot? Nope. Don't want it. No? Wait. They ain't tested it enough, from my opinion. Yeah. The the Pfizer shot is about to get full FDA approval. Would that change your opinion on it at all? Not until they do a whole lot more investigating in on it. Yeah. Nothing's going in me until then. Right. Do you think that would take... A long time about 10 years or so what i don't is, trust the government i don't trust C- uh, cdc i don't trust none of them what is it about the vaccine that uh because i've watched dr t penny and she's done a lot of research on it dr sherry tenpenny is a discredited conspiracy theorist who pushes dangerous misinformation about vaccines i'm sure you've seen the pictures all over the internet of people who've had these shots and now they're magnetized and put a key on their forehead it sticks they can put spoons and forks all over them and they can stick my own doctor tried to get me to get the shot. And I told him to go watch Dr. T. Penny. So you trust this woman on the internet uh-huh. more than your own doctor? Uh-huh, I oh. do. I watch Prophets of God and Newsmax and maybe a little Fox. That's about it. That's about it. Right. So that's but I've kind of turned away from news. I don't want to listen to it. I want to listen to what God's saying, what he's fixing to do. That's all I'm concerned about. I think it is this time where God is separating the sheep from the goats. What you know, you, what are you? I am a, a <laughs> I'm a goat because I ain't a sheep. I'm not doing what they tell me to do. Mm. I'm fighting against it. That is a woman whose own analogy got way ahead of her own thought process. <laughs> it's like she was standing there and then she was thinking, she said, I'm a goat because, and then it was like she wanted to say, you know, <laughs> Lord, please strike down this reporter for putting me in this here predicament. I want to know why all the Trump people sound like they're the cast members of the swamp people. <laughs> i want to know a lot more about this magnetism thing like i literally just got my booster shot about two hours ago and if i am now magnetic i think this is an awesome superpower and i would like to go try this out i'm jealous that that microphone is going to stick to you you'll be uh you'll go i need a paper clip where is one Oh, already there on my forehead. Already there. How cool is that? What's wrong with having keys attached? It was like, 
I lose mine all the time. I, I lost I, my keys in my car the other night. Seriously, this is a godsend. <laughs> I now I want to hear more about her God and this magnetism. I am very excited. I want the vaccine that gets the keys attached to me so I don't keep losing them. I really wanted her to be like, I am a goat because I will eat anything. Cans, <laughs> weeds, bullshit, anything. <laughs> also, I'd like to think that that expert that she listens to, her name is Tenpenny. I like to think she's called that because that's how much her opinion's worth. <laughs> it's probably nine cents too much. Actually, it'd be eight cents too much because she's already put her two cents in. Well, she's a woman, so it actually, it's like seven and a half cents. Yeah, it's not even. (laughs) (laughs) But she's not a woman. She's a goat. (laughs) It's not just ordinary American citizens who espouse the anti-vaccine rhetoric. They are fueled by members of Congress who share their beliefs. One congressman from North Carolina, Madison Cawthorn, expressed his opinions on vaccine mandates Last thing before we go tonight, a day in the life of Newsmax, the cable channel for those who think Fox News is too leftist. First, there was this guest appearance by Madison Rootin Tootin Cawthorn, the North Carolina congressman last seen beating up on a tree. He shared a curious opinion on Newsmax that promptly went unchallenged. This is a medical apartheid, plain and simple. There's over 100 million Americans who are not vaccinated. I think it's even more than that. Uh, And if they want to start shutting down air travel for these people to get around the country, I think that's actually a constitutional violation because you actually have a constitutionally protected right to free, unrestricted travel within the United States of America. I like to think Madison Cawthorn boxing that tree was his way of saying, this is how George Washington chopped down that cherry tree. Oh, my God. It's just such a literal opposite of being a tree hugger. Like, it <laughs> is. It's a tree fighter. I'm it's a, a tree, tree beater. Fighter. Took it way too far. I like how good he is with the English language. He said, over 110 million plus. <laughs> and then he said, I think it's more than that. So the, the old. an infinite number. Yeah, we're not sure, but it's over plus at least more than that. <laughs> it's so big, it's there's no number for it. <laughs> plus, as someone who hates flying, like I would love to have, like if there's a constitutional right to get on an airplane, I would love to have that taken away. Right. Nobody enjoys flying. Nobody. I do. I do. Yeah, that, that's because when you fly, you go to gigs that actually pay, okay? The rest yeah. of us slobs <laughs> don't. <laughs> Another debate is whether children under the age of 18, most of whom are, at the time of recording this, ineligible for the COVID vaccine, should have to wear face masks or face coverings to prevent the spread of COVID-19, not only to each other, but also unvaccinated and immunocompromised family members. In this clip from a press conference, Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchison admits that his signing a law banning local jurisdictions from enforcing mask mandates in schools is now coming back to bite him in the ass. Well, I signed it at the time because our cases were at a very low point. Uh, I knew that it would be overridden by the legislature if I didn't sign it. And uh, I was not uh, supportive of, uh, I'd already uh, uh, eliminated our statewide mask mandate. And so, uh, you know, I signed it for those reasons that our cases were at a low point. Everything has changed now. And yes, in hindsight, I wish uh, that had not become law. Uh, But it is the law, and the only chance we have is either to amend it or 
uh, for the courts to uh, say that it has an unconstitutional uh, foundation. That's right. It's the right of every American for you to get sick, and we uh, we stand behind that. But also, like he just was like, I just did it because I knew it was it wouldn't pass if I didn't. Like I had to just go. I had to be a sheep. <laughs> like not a goat? No, he's not the goat. <laughs> not a goat. I, I signed this. I signed this law uh, with complete confidence that nothing ever would change, and I made no loopholes right. and I made no exceptions. Right. What can you do? I'm at the mercy of the people who elected me. Yeah. <laughs> to some extent, I do kind of feel bad for him because I have family that lives in Arkansas, and it it is it's definitely full of goats there. I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> Not the fun kind that eat your weeds and ivy. Um, but yeah, no, I kind of honestly feel a little bit bad for him because it, it is true. He, he towed his party's line. He did what the people in his shithole state wanted him to do. And now he's trying to make a reasonable, you know, adjustment, of course. But I, I don't envy that job. I mean, I guess nothing that was happening, no... CDC, no nothing else could have given him an idea that the numbers were not going to go down, right? Hey, look, we all had that three-week period of time where we were like, yes, it's okay. We can make out with old people and hug babies. And yeah. Yeah, yeah we agree with that. That's a good idea. Uh, Wait, you, you make out with old people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There are people who aren't as receptive to changing their minds about masks in schools as the governor of Arkansas, a sentence I can't believe I just said without activating a gag reflex. Here are clips from various reports about parents voicing their opinions about their children having to wear masks in school. For the first time, parents were allowed to come in person to have their voices heard about the mask mandate in schools in Hartford County. I just want to stand up for my child because he needs to breathe, the mask gives him a headache, makes his throat sore, and there's no scientific backing to support that children need these masks on their face for that long period of time in school. Delane Lewis of Together We Will Hartford County slash Upper Chesapeake came out with a small group of educators in favor of the mask mandate. I'm very concerned about the 12 and under children who are not able to be vaccinated and others who are immunocompromised. I think it's appropriate that they're following the CDC guidelines and that's what they should do. After that question, the crowd put signs in front of our cameras and they started yelling too loud for us to ask any follow-up before the group went inside. Some people in the crowd weren't allowed in because they didn't want to wear their masks. In Northern California, an elementary school teacher was hospitalized last week after a parent attacked him during a verbal argument over face masks, a district official says. It was originally between the parent and the principal, and the teacher intervened at that point. The female principal intervened to say, hey, it's time, it's time to go. Like, you stop. The teacher was stitched up for cuts and lacerations to his face. Police responded to the scene and are investigating. The parent was not arrested. The tension and misinformation flowing into county board meetings like this one in San Diego. Your children and your children's children will be subjugated 
they will be asked, how many vaccines have you had? Have you been a good little Nazi? Hail Fauci! Hail Fauci! Something tells me that guy has injected stuff into his arm that's more harmful than the COVID vaccine. He was not Why human. does he sound like he's from the WWE? <laughs> you know, it, it, I, a highlight of that, if I can put that in quotes, was when the teacher was saying that she's concerned about the children uh, who are 12 and under because she's because uh, they're not vaccinated. So uh, so she's saying this and it's a valid comment. And somebody yells, you only care about yourself. Yeah, I picked up on that. She's talking about children and immunocompromised as she's talking about being concerned for immunocompromised people. Right. There's someone screaming at her that she's only being selfish. Yeah, I love the the, the choice signs because you put you take that sign <laughs> to the same group of people and you ask them about a woman's right to choose and it's all very different. Gina, did you see the sign where consent was spelled wrong? <laughs> yeah. Like I am not surprised this group of people can't spell consent. The ones I feel really bad for are like I know it was mainly visual, but for the kids in that clip where the woman was yelling at the administrator to let her in. Uh, without the without the face mask, like, the kids are standing there, and you know what? Like, kids are actually pretty chill. They're pretty open minded. Yeah, yeah, kids are chill. My yeah, kids, kids, kids don't care. The best was when she was like, "And there's no science to prove that the masks do anything. It wouldn't matter. There is science, but you don't believe in it, so it doesn't matter." Now the one sign said, um, "It's like." Putting a mask is like putting a band-aid on a gushing wound. I saw that. Like, so you're admitting that we're in gushing wound territory right, right. now. That is like... <laughs> when I saw that sign, I was like, Tom, why do you live there? Move. Right? Because people know me and they stay away from me. With the rise in cases of the Delta variant, meetings and important functions are still being held virtually. This provides opportunities to peek into one's private alter ego. As this Michigan judge discovered, when someone logged in with an alias for a court hearing over Zoom. Man will bring this fool in. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Me? Yeah, you. Yes. Nathaniel Saxon, sir. Your name's not Buttfucker3000, you yo-ho. Logging into my court with that as your screen name. Why well, that? that in a little bit. Uh, what kind of idiot logs into court like that? What's your name again? Nathaniel Saxon, sir, but I don't believe that I typed anything like that in. Well, that's what it says. Why? Yeah, you should. I'll put you in the waiting room. You can sit in limbo for a while and think about what you call yourself online. I can just imagine that judge thinking, like, okay, how much longer till I retire? I love that the judge just said it. He didn't just say, your name is not what it says on screen. Like, he said it. 
Well, who's going to hold him in contempt? Himself? Like, <laughs> judges can do whatever the hell they want in those instances. I know. I know. I feel really bad for Nathaniel. He obviously did not intend to do that. And, like, you could... I could see the panic even in the like, you know, he's only like 20 <laughs> pixels by 20 pixels in that video. And I could see his sheer panic. I've been in play. I've been in zoom rooms where people got zoom bombed and you don't see it coming. And you, it's really hard to tell that it's happening until it's too late. I wasn't sure he didn't know. No, he didn't know. That was definitely a you Zoom sure? bomb. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that okay. judge was like not listening to him and then kicked him into the waiting room. And that guy was like, I don't know what's happening. I didn't. And if he's going to jail, the last name you want to have in prison is buttfucker. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. his computer. He did that. So he maybe plays, I don't know. I'm feeling very apologetic today. There's like, a, I'm definitely in a mood where I am just like seeing you got everything the booster. from all people's sides. It's but, the uh, booster. You're, you're only on the first episode of the new season. When we get to like episode 26, you're going to be like, fuck that, that guy. No, I think. That video again on the season finale and your opinion will be different. I guarantee. <laughs> we'll play it again. All right. All right. In conclusion, this week, Pope Francis made vaccines mandatory for everyone at the Vatican. If only there was a sign from God that said this vaccine was okay. There are a lot of celebrities using their platforms to question this vaccine, its efficacy, and any mandates. Singer Nicki Minaj cautioned her fans about getting the vaccine after a secondhand report about someone's testicles being swollen after they received the shot. I have to admit, my genitals were enlarged the day after I got the vaccine, but that may have been because I spent a good portion of the day after I got my shot on Pornhub. Eric Clapton announced he would not perform at any venue that required proof of vaccination to enter. To be fair, he is consistent in that he feels the same way about making sure windows are secured in rooms where his children play. Oh, oh, oh. Whoa. <laughs> oh, 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 boy. Oh. <laughs> With all the complaints of people who don't want to get the COVID vaccine, feeling as though they're being ostracized and made social pariahs, they seem to be doing a good job doing that on their own. Heading to rallies and events to boast of their lack of protection, they may create not only their own social cliques, but their own separate vaccine-free colonies. These colonies will be open not to ridicule by the majority of the country who has had their vaccine, but curiosity. The same way we stared through enclosures at zoos or through glass at museums looking at images of prehistoric man, our fascination by these vaccine-free colonies will be the subject of many university lectures and TV documentaries based on field studies where researchers who keep at least six feet away from these unvaccinated colonists study their behavior patterns. These behaviors will start off with complaining about how the COVID vaccine and the record needed to enter public places is a sign of tracking as they post on their social media, not only their thoughts, but the date, time, and location of where they're having these thoughts, as well as any of their like-minded buddies who happen to be in the same location. Gradually, the behavior of these vaccine-free colonists will devolve into animal-like behavior. Frustrated at how they are becoming a shrinking minority, not only because they see their peers taking the vaccine, but because their unvaccinated brethren are dying of COVID, they will become so enraged as to start flinging their own fecal matter at the vaccinated masses looking at them and snapping photos to their own self-made fencing. Their bizarre behavior won't stop there. No, given the unlikelihood they practice good hygiene, their shit-stained hands will become badges of honor as odorous battle scars of combat with those who have been vaccinated. As another example of their outlandish behavior, 
These vaccine-free colonists will save their fecal matter for other uses. They will start applying it to their children's faces in lieu of eye black before sporting events against other regional vaccine-free colony youth sports teams. <laughs> wow. And on that note, that's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, Gina Brown, and Mike Wally-Walter. Hey. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, and Gina Brown, and guest Mike Wally-Walter. Theme music by Euron Vandenberg. Executive producer Tom Myers. Executive producer for IPM Nation, Matt Connerton. For more information, visit tommyers.us. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi, everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Ugly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, funny productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.